Welcome to another night in the mystery dungeon. Go fill up your buckets with water, would you? I apologize if I'm sounding a bit hasty. I'd just like to get to work tonight. actually need water buckets, I just wanted to drown out the sound of our voices, since they're always listening. I overheard a rumor. You know that fellow who left, the cleaner upstairs? Well, from what I gather, it sounds like his old partner isn't too keen on having a new stranger join him every shift. The pair of them had been working together for a while, I guess. Anyway, it sounds like he's leaving too, which implies that there will be two spots to fill upstairs. And I happen to know of a couple good cleaners who are ready to take the job. <laughs> are you interested? I haven't heard if we're actually being considered for the positions, but... It seems like a strong possibility. We'd be out of the morgue and in the labs. What do you think of that? Laboratory work might give us a better idea of just what the hell they're doing with all these bodies. I've often wondered that and where the bodies come from in the first place. I've speculated that perhaps they're all accidental deaths and murder victims. Maybe this place is functioning as an autopsy facility, but I've certainly got a dark suspicion that the bodies are being used for other things once they've gathered the necessary information. Imagine if all this time we've been cleaning up after murdered corpses. Maybe even serial killers. I've heard a lot of strange things about serial killers. Sometimes I wonder if they're even human. Oh shit, we're overflowing. Better turn off the water. <clears throat> so anyway, as I was saying, I'm very pleased with the work you've been doing here. And I think you have a very promising career moving up the ladder in this facility. What do you think? Too obvious. Uh. Oh yes. So I heard one story in particular that made me start wondering about serial killers and murderers. As it's told, there was a lovely bright-eyed detective who was shut in the interrogation room with a man who was not entirely cooperative.
I have fucked scores of women. You'll have to be more specific, Detective Barnes. How many of those women end up dead, Mr. Waynes? I've never been brought in to talk about a past conquest before. So I would guess the number is minimal. You would guess? What type of soothsayer do you take me for? Am I to be a savant for dates and meetings? I challenge you to recall what you had for breakfast this past June. I didn't murder my breakfast in June. I don't know what you're insinuating. You said Carmen was missing, not that she was murdered. I wish to help in any way I can, detective. You really are very pretty. Then tell me about your date with Carmen Reyes on June 14th. I don't recall, unfortunately. I wish I could remember. On account of you going on so many dates? <laughs> Correct. She was a real looker. Hard to believe that you'd forget a face like that. They're all lookers, detective. Patricia... Stephanie, Carmen or Linda, they're all beautiful and it seems that you've become a little attached to Miss Reese. Why is this one so important that you polished your sterling armor and donned it to protect virtue? I'm just doing my job. If I don't wade through the dregs, we lose society. Someone has to care about the people no one else cares about. We've already lost society. Tax dollars wasted. Searching for a whore. Now, why would you say that? Unmarried women after 30 are uncouth. They're good for a fun romp, but no more. They are certainly not breeding material. That's a flattering way to put it. That's an evolutionary way to put it, detective. Just because something applies to you doesn't mean I should hide it to spare feelings. We're getting off track. I need you to tell me where you were the night of June 14th. If you did something you regret, we can make it right. All you have to do is show that character now. You've gotta feel guilty. You're very pretty, detective. You're just my type. Messy hair. Mousy. You think you're in control. Mr. Waynes! Mr. Waynes, that is completely inappropriate. Now back to the night of June 14th. I frighten you, detective. I do. It's why you can't take a compliment. Or this is some misguided attempt at feminism. You do not frighten me, Mr. Waynes. As a matter of fact, you disgust me. But we are here for a completely different reason. What does a typical date look like for you, Mr. Waynes? 
Well, that depends on a lot of things. Like whether or not you paid? What? Miss Ray's was a prostitute. You admitted as much yourself. Why take them on dates when you paid for sex? I've never paid for sex in my life. I don't believe you. On June 14th, you did five separate transactions pulling $200 from the ATM at 5th and Mayock. What did you need $1,000 for? I don't like to force servers into paying taxes on their tips. So a guy who makes injection molds spends $1,000 tipping in a night? If you said 100, I could believe you were generous. But that's irresponsible. Making sure the single mothers of the world have a chance at not raising felons. That's a worthwhile endeavor. That's very noble of you. Nobleness is one word for making a fuss about the trivial inevitabilities of life. I'm not sure I follow. <coughs> you wouldn't. I would like a cigarette. Smoking was banned in all government buildings in 1997, Mr. Waynes. Then this interview is over. Then you're under arrest. I would like to speak to my attorney. Now, wait one second here. You telling me that we keep talking? No lawyers. If I get you a smoke? American Spirit. Parique. The black box. I'll be right back. I didn't expect you'd walk to the gas station by yourself. What? Your hair is messy. And there's mud on your shoes that wasn't there before. I assume you had to walk to get my cigarettes. I'm honestly surprised your captain is allowing this. Mm, interesting. You didn't ask. How very criminal. Alright, what were you doing with $1,000 cash on June 14th? I require a lighter and an ashtray. What? I need a lighter and an ashtray. Do you think I could will the end of this to combust? Fucking hell. Alright. <laughs> Thank you. Patricia was a smoker, wasn't she? Who? 
Can you blow that away from me? This room is going to fill up fast enough as it is. As you wish. Where are you from, detective? Let's try to stay on topic, Mr. Waynes. We are on topic. How do you mean? I was saying you look like my type. I'm just curious where you're from. Where were you the night of June 14th? Where were you the night of September 16th, 1989? What the fuck? Why the fuck would you ask me about that date? That has... significance. Fuck you! You know damn well what happened! Jesus God, holy fucking shit! Such language is... unbecoming of a lady. Fuck you! Where were you the night of June 14th? Soliciting a prostitute? I have never paid for sex in my life. Because you're impotent? Is that why you strangle them? Is that why you do it? You're fucking pathetic, Calm you- Hold on, detective. June 14th, you said? Yes. I was at home. I know that's not true. We already have you on video pulling five transactions of $200 at 8.17 p.m. I needed cash. For what? Listen, you uppity little bitch. I'm not the one. When you will talk to me with respect, or I will make you regret it. Did you just threaten an officer of the law? I just made a promise. There is an express difference. I think this interview is over. Nothing is going to stick. What are you going to tell Miss Reese's family when I walk? Are you going to look them in the eyes and tell them you couldn't keep composure to get as much information as possible? Okay. Okay, Mr. Waynes. So you say you were at home. Is there anyone I can contact to corroborate that story? Yes. I was home alone. Unfortunately. So what happened to your mother all those years ago, Detective? What makes you think something happened to my mother? I can smell it on you. Mostly anger. But just a morsel. That delicious fear. She must have been killed, and likely by asphyxiation, since you believe I did it. You do believe I did it. Y yes. I was 17 in 1989, Detective. What happened to Miss Ray's? I am not a monster. I was created for a purpose. I know not what that purpose is, but I know it's neither good nor evil. It just is. Just as some folks feed off of eggs and bacon, I feed off of fear. Mr. Waynes, if you're trying to tell me something, speak plainly. Do you mean to say that you get off on making others powerless? <laughs> How crass. I don't get off on people's fear. I am literally and functionally sustained by it. I eat and drink to keep up appearances. <laughs> Hell, I almost died as a kid 
until I started torturing the neighborhood cats. Why are you telling me all this? I'm famished. I'm not scared of you. Lying is unbecoming of a lady. I know you're terrified. I can smell it. I can taste its sweetness on the tip of my tongue, energizing my every cell, my every fiber of being. How thick it hangs around us. Did you kill Miss Ray's? I never once placed my hands on Miss Ray's. So you admit you saw her the night of June 14th. Are you married, detective? Just a boyfriend. And you're afraid of him. I'm not afraid of Kevin. Not that that's any of your- Maybe not of him. No. You're scared he'll leave you alone. That frightens you. The prospect of being an old maid. Lint rolling cat hair from the sweater you bought yourself for Christmas. You're a literal buffet, detective. <coughs> Mr. Waynes, this is an inappropriate line of conversation, and I insist it end immediately. It won't be long, detective. You decided to undertake this job. Some misguided vengeance for your mother's death. Perhaps an oath to prevent further daughters from losing loved ones. Each and every little girl who thanks you brings you that much closer to absolution. Where were you the <coughs> night of June 14th, Mr. Waynes? You can't unring the bell, detective. <coughs> Excuse me. Mr. Waynes, I know you know something. Just let it out. You're going to feel better. Are you all right, detective? I hope you didn't catch a chill fetching my cigarettes. I'm <coughs> fine. <clears throat> I just have something stuck in my throat. How far are you willing to go for the truth, detective? As far... <coughs> as it takes. I like you. And not just because you're my type. Hell, I bet your mother was my type too. This is not a line of questioning that you can end once you know the truth. Get up from the table and enjoy your life. Or stay seated and see just how far the rabbit hole goes. <coughs> I am not <coughs> going anywhere. Suit yourself. What is your first question? Did you kill Patricia Barnes, my mother? I did not. In the same way you didn't kill Miss Ray's? I was never anywhere near Patricia Barnes at any point in my life. But I wonder if her fear was as sweet as yours is right now. So what, a copycat? Probably a vagrant. 
for a drug addict. They probably broke into your home and your brave, doting mother went to check out the situation. When she discovered someone inside her home, she shouted about calling the police. But that vagrant wasn't going back to prison. There was no dope in prison. No. Oh no. They had to make sure all witnesses were dead. So they sloppily strangled her. But it was the 80s. Things weren't as advanced enough. The neighbors didn't see anything and the drug addict had no real connection aside from desperation. No, what happened to your mother was an unfortunate accident. Are you in pain? <coughs> Are you implying that what happened to Miss Reese wasn't an accident? I am. Mr. Waynes? <coughs> You have the right to remain silent. <coughs> Anything you say and do may be used against you in the court of law. <coughs> you have the right to an attorney if you cannot afford <coughs> one <coughs> will be appointed to you. Do you understand these rights that I have just read to you? Mr. <coughs> Waynes, do you, do you understand? Do you <coughs> understand that you're under arrest? No, I'm not. What? <coughs> I'm going to walk out of here, Detective. You're dying as we speak. Kevin is going to move on, but you're going to die alone on the floor. I warned you that you should respect me. I reminded you that I feed off of fear and like that stupid whore, Miss Reese, you made your fucking bed. You think a whore is worth dying over? No one is worth dying over, which is why I will always continue to feed. I was made like this detective. Just like you were made to be foolish. Like your mother was made to bleed out on the kitchen floor. There is no purpose, no fate. The rules of humans cannot mean anything so long as beings like me exist. I am a deity compared to you. You have no idea how full of fear and regret you are. You weren't meant to meet me and finally deliver justice. You're the same bumbling ball of chaos, spinning through the same void, and by awful chance, you got trapped in the most powerful chaos in our shitty excuse for existence. There's nothing personal. I'm just not willing to die for you. Goodbye, detective. Do let me know if you see Patricia again.
Unfortunately, that was about all I could gather from the story. Supposedly, the rest is confidential information, and we both know how that goes. <laughs> Took me buying someone quite a few beers to even get as much of the story as I did. But I think it was worth it. I hate when good stories have to go untold. It's such a shame. Dare I say, I even find it to be quite... criminal. <laughs> Criminal was written by Tim Demuse. The episode and its music were produced by me, Brian Bridges. I was also the voice of Wayne's and the Night Cleaner. Follow me on Twitter, at ManlyBrian. Detective Barnes was voiced by Teresa Appel, A-P-P-E-L. I don't know. I did my best at the pronunciation. <laughs> Many thanks to her for powering through all that coughing. It's time to clock out, but here's to more responsibilities and a bigger paycheck in the future. Maybe. We'll see. But regardless of whether it be in the laboratories or the morgue, we'll see you on our next shift to hear yet another one of the Night Cleaner's Tales. Thank you.